0: It's 9 o'clock, and it's time for Mav Day, brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House at 1144 North 12th Street and Glenwood across from Colorado Mesa, featuring only uh, Colorado's best coffee and beer. They're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 until 8. Friday and Saturday, 7.30 until 9. Sunday from 8 until noon. Perfect place to relax. If you're a student, go over and do some work. Uh, Also, just meet your friends there as well. Before or after the game, go and watch the Mavericks play. Enjoy a Colorado coffee or a Colorado beer. And they have 16-ounce coffees. And they have no charge for coffee add-ons, by the way. They also have 16-ounce beers, beer flights, and eight taps with new on-taps weekly. And check out their trivia nights every Friday at 630. And here's the cool thing, too. You can bring your own food in to Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House. So stop by and see James and Amanda today. Colorado Coffee Coffee. Uh, color craft coffee and beer house once again 1144 north 12th street uh and glenwood across from carlboro mesa uh proud sponsors of maverick athletics and our sponsor of mav day today and coming up uh, mike DeGeorge will join us as the maverick men play a western tonight also uh, women's wrestling coach travis Mercado and maverick women's basketball coach taylor wagner all coming up in just a little bit but time to start things out with coach of the maverick men Mike DeGeorge,
1: talking Colorado Mesa men's hoops with Mavs coach Mike DeGeorge on the team,
0: and with us right now, coach of the Maverick men, Mike DeGeorge. Mike, good morning. Appreciate the time as always.
2: Jim, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, your, your team suffering its first conference loss, and the, the you know the blizzard and Brownson uh, losing that uh, game, unfortunately, to Fort Lewis College. And I know for your basketball team. Uh, looking forward to that rivalry. Incredible crowd uh, for that game on, on Friday night. But uh, one of the things you were concerned about, their length, uh, th- their ability to score the basketball as well. Those are going to be challenges. You, you made the reference of when you scrimmaged them and you went back and watched the tape, it was like the tape was running at high speed. That's how, how just uh, frenetic the pace was so when you, you scrimmaged them. But uh, you were talking about a, a great scoring basketball team and unfortunately just couldn't find a way to, to slow them down in the end.
2: Yeah, it was a disappointing night, and really appreciated just what a great crowd it was. I think it was the biggest crowd we've had since uh, since I've been there. I've been here, and so um, yeah, it was a disappointing night for us. And you know, on some levels, it's kind of their night. I mean, they hit big shots. There's kind of timely things that unfolded, um, and then on another level, you got to look deeper and you got to find ways to get better. And you know, we're just turning the ball over too much, and we had some significant breakdowns. That again, some of the lesser talented teams we didn't get exposed on, but there are some things we need to do better defensively that will help us stay in front and rotate better uh, and just make it harder against the better athletes that we face. So, you know, I do think there's a growth opportunity here, and I think in the long run we'll be better off for the adversity we face. Just the group is really struggling right now emotionally just because, you know, the three teams that, you know, that we felt were like the three best teams we faced. You know, we left the game feeling like, you know, we had some regrets. If we'd have just played better, we would have won. And so, you know, and now it's starting to become a pattern. And so, we really have to figure out, you know, how to how to play better in the biggest games.
0: You referenced the turnovers. I believe it was twenty-two turnovers in the game. How do you address that with your guys and working on cutting down that mark?
2: Well, we weren't super kind about it. We pulled up all the turnovers that we had in the three losses and just put them into categories and and just made them watch just like how we're turning the ball over in different ways. Um, And, and hopefully we can start to address that. And, you know, part of it is it's this weird balance. We are trying to play fast. Um, You know, we're trying, technically we're playing without a point guard. Uh, And so, you know, we knew the threat of us having more turnovers was one of the concerns about going to this style. And, you know, we are, I think we're right near the top of, Turning it over in the RMAC. and so you know it has been an issue. And I think as the guys get more and more comfortable with the pace, and we can just be have a little better fundamentals in the paint, and a little better spacing against presses, um, I think we'll we'll be able to not solve the problem, but reduce the problem. Where all the strengths we have as a team will will be able to overcome that.
0: Maverick men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge with us. Uh, Mac Rineker was absolutely fantastic. Twenty eight points. Uh, Eleven of twelve from the field in that basketball game, as once again another example of how Mac Reniker's uh, development on the offensive end uh, continues to to grow here and and now twenty twenty
2: four. Yeah, you know we're basically asking Mac and Trevor to be post players at on one end of the floor and point guards at the other end, and so their pressure really allowed us advantages to play. And when we were able to break the press, and Mac did an incredible job of uh, handling the pressure. And then being able to attack and not only finish but uh, find his teammates as well.
0: Mike, DeGeorge, George Maverick men's basketball coach, uh, with us today on the Team Sports Network, uh, a unique week this week, Mike, because it's a it's Tuesday, Thursday for your basketball team. It's uh, Western tonight. Uh, they were picked 15th and last in the Armac preseason poll. They've got a new coaching staff. Uh, they did win their first Armac game by a point in overtime against Adams State before they lost their next seven. Conference games, and uh, you know, right now they're they're a team that's that's six and twelve. Been a little bit better at home at Paul Wright Gymnasium than they've been on the road. I think one and nine on the road, and they're four and three at home. So it's a a basketball team that uh, certainly has had its struggles, but a team that also has been a much tougher out uh, within their own gymnasium.
2: Yeah, the other piece to it, too, for them is that they are the, what we call the lone wolf in our conference scheduling, where they're the one team in a league that doesn't have a travel partner this year. And so, you know, when they, like this past weekend, they almost beat Minds Mind on Friday night, and then Saturday, you know, they had to go over and play Metro, and the game got away from them, but Metro didn't have to play anybody on Friday night, so... They've had a lot of their second nights are, are, you know, they're playing at a disadvantage, and we're fixing the conference schedule next year, so that won't be happening anymore. But, you know, they're really playing not only with the first year coaching staff uh, that didn't have a lot of time to recruit because the first coach uh, who got the job left after a month, um, you know, and in addition to that, then they have this challenging schedule. So they've really done an incredible job. The coaches have them playing incredibly hard, and then. You know, they have a little different style than a lot of the RMAC teams. In our time here, the RMAC has evolved more and more to a kind of our style, similar to our style, where two, more teams are, are letting them play, the players play and teach them how to play, rather than teaching them a bunch of plays. And, uh, and so, you know, they, have, they run a set play every time down the floor. They stop the game. They set up in their sets. And so we haven't faced that as much uh, lately and, and over the last couple of years. And so it's, uh, it, it is a different prep for us. It's obviously a short turnaround. Uh, but the primary concern I have is emotional. I mean, uh, we were we've really, uh, the guys have really uh, had a hard time with this loss. And, you know, it'll, it'll take a lot of mental fortitude to go on the road. And, a, you know, they're having a whiteout game. It'll be a big, big crowd. And, and to be able to be ready to handle the adversity you're going to face in that kind of a setting.
0: You know, Zach Klaus is their new head coach. Uh, He was the coach uh, for four years at the University of Idaho in the Big Sky Conference before uh, ending up at uh, Western to be their head coach. And one of the things where offensively they have the lowest ranked offense, we referenced, Mike. Defensively, they've been pretty good. They're uh, giving up the fourth fewest points uh, per game of the conference at 71.9 points per game. You have one of the top scoring offenses in the conference. So... From the defensive side was Zach Klaus, what has he tried to bring to Western that's made them a, a much improved defensive basketball team?
2: Well, he clearly values toughness, and he's really got his kids playing super hard, and he's, you know, made some decisions, and some of the guys that are playing larger roles this year are, are the tougher kids that they have in their program. So, you know, they're going to fight to the very end, and, and it's going to take a, a special effort by us to to go there on the road, midweek, unusual schedule, and all the other circumstance I mentioned, to go there and, and uh, put a good effort together.
0: K. Jufless is their uh, their top scorer He the only one at double figures, 11.9 points per game. He has an eight-game uh, streak right now, scoring in double figures uh, that was snapped in their loss to Metro State, but he's definitely been their best offensive player. We're talking with Mike DeGeorge, Colorado Mesa men's basketball coach, and then Mike, uh, Thursday, you're back here. It's Westminster. They're picked ninth in the preseason poll. And right now they're at the bottom of the conference standings at 1-12. and 12. They're 5-14 and 14 overall. So Westminster that has had some some good programs over the good men's teams over the last couple of years, this has been a very down year for them. And once again, you play another team, kind of like Western, that's near the, it's in the, the, the basement of the, of the RMAC, and it's also another game where you just can't overlook these guys
2: yeah and they've had some injury problems and um you know i think that uh, they, their scholarship situation isn't great they have a great coach and um and so i think you know they want their best player transferred out because he got more money in another school last year and then they you know and they bring some new guys in and then they get some injuries to some key guys and it's just too much to overcome for them but i don't know the status of some of their players that have been injured uh if they're coming back this year or not so uh, but he always has a great game plan against us and, and makes it really hard for us. And, again, it's, it's one of those games where, you know, it's more about us than it is about the opponent. We've had some bad habits creep in here, and we just need to really do things the right way. And, and um, you know, we get the weekend off, and it would be big to just uh, put two good performances together and kind of, you know, in this phase of the season, we will have played everybody in the conference one time after Thursday night. And then, you know, in February, you guys basically play uh, several of the teams the second time. And, you know, then you get into the third phase, which is the postseason. So, um, you know, it, it, this will be a big week for us to just kind of right the ship and uh, and really put forward two great efforts.
0: Just a couple more things about Westminster. You mentioned Norm Parrish, their coach, uh, who was the RMAC coach of the year back in 2017-2018, that uh, it's, it's been a struggle for him this year. Uh, the player you referenced, Trey Ferrer, who was an all Armac forward, first-team selection. Uh, he transferred to Angelo State. But right now, uh, Chase Potter has been there leading score at over 13 points per game. Trey Woods right behind him, and just under 13 points per game. What are you seen on film of Westminster, Mike, uh, with uh, they have those four players that they do have in double figures right now?
2: Yeah, they also have Rylan O'Brien, who is a little streaky, and he yeah, people may remember him. He played at Adams State a few years ago, and then he transferred out to uh california school and then now transferred back to westminster but he's very talented scorer on the perimeter and that's kind of where they struggle is having their perimeter scoring uh pots inside is very long and has had some big games and so you know they are very capable of uh and it's been looked really good in stretches i mean they had saturday night they had fort lewis on the ropes um in that first half and then they just kind of ran out of gas down the stretch but um you know they've had segments of of a lot of games where they've been right there, they just haven't been we'll put a full 40 minutes together, uh, you know, recently.
0: Mike to George coach of the Maverick men's basketball team with us on the team Sports Network. Uh, so we'll have Western tonight on the team. Women's pregame at 445. Uh, they'll tip it at five Then the men to follow tonight. And then uh, 515 pregame for the women on Thursday. Men at 730 when they score off against Westminster. Uh, you, you made reference to a schedule change next year. This is something Taylor Wagner had mentioned to me, and I was reluctant to to mention it on the air just yet. Is can you tell folks what's going to be the next the the change in the schedule next year in the RMAC?
2: Yeah, we're we're going to uh, pause, and actually came up with I proposed the schedule change, so no one should criticize <laughs> you. To you're the system. you're the guy um, responsible here, for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, but uh, so the schedule changes Thursday. We will play Thursday night um, and then uh, we will play Saturday afternoon. And so the the general idea is we're in we have 15 teams. As I mentioned, uh, that one team's always the lone wolf and they're kind of left out of, of really what's a fair schedule. And so it, it resolves a couple of things. We'll be in, as I said, pods of three teams and there'll be five of those across the league. So as an example, when we go up to play uh, the South Dakota schools, Shadron, uh, Black Hills, and South Dakota Mines will be that pod. So us, Western and Westminster, will go up there and we'll play two of the three teams on Thursday night and then Saturday afternoon, and that allows us to drive back in a reasonable hour. So many of the RMAC teams end up driving back after you know these games. There was a couple of years ago, the COVID year, we played at South Dakota Mines, and the game went into double overtime, and uh, if you remember that year, we seemed to win every overtime game. And um, you know, so then we come out, and there's three inches of snow on the ground. We don't get back to Denver till five in the morning. We switch bus drivers then, and then we hit ski traffic, and it just sit on I seventy, uh, trying to get back over the mountains home, and don't get home until one in the afternoon. So hopefully, it'll help eliminate some of those kinds of horror stories that most RMAC, uh players and coaches have, and. Uh, and it will allow us to get out you know, at a reasonable time on a Saturday and get home Saturday night safely. And then our also the other hope is, is that having that day between the games on, on that Friday off will just allow those Saturday games to be just as competitive as the Friday games. There are times when people just run out of gas on that second day with the travel between sites. So uh, you know, I think most of the coaches in the league were really excited about the change. And um, you know it's a little bit more missed class time, but we actually aren't traveling as much. We're going to have two more non-conference games, the way the schedule's set up, and um, so it, we're, we're hoping it'll be a positive change for the league. All
0: right, Mike, I appreciate the time, uh, Buck. Anything you want to say to Mike after the whole notorious uh, thing the other day? That was you, you're uh, the, you're the guy that came like Mike came up with the schedule change. You're the guy that came up with the notorious MDG. So. I mean,
1: I still think it's a great nickname. I personally, it's.
0: And and last week, I Mike, what did I say, I I think you should lean really hard into it. I think there needs to be MDG, we've been MDG talking about this for years now, uh, koozies. I, I think uh, I think there should be a whole yeah. array of notorious MDG apparel and soft mm-hmm. goods out there for Bunch. for folks. So.
2: Not only that, but we're one to zero when I'm introduced that way at game. So that's yeah. good because it did in Fort Lewis, and so that
0: there you go. You know, yeah. So, see, um, so. yeah, I, mean, I think that you know, I need
2: saying, to think about I'm just that.
0: Saying. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Mike, have a safe trip up to Gunnison tonight. Of Course, once again, we'll have the game right here on the Team CMU Sports Network, along with women's coverage as well. Mike, appreciate the time. Thanks, sir.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: All right, Mike to George, the notorious MDG.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As long, long as nobody gets not in trouble for it, you know? no. I don't see the problem in it. Know,
0: it <laughs> Mike thought it was funny. My nickname. Mike thought it was funny. Came up with so. All right. Yes, it's your. You get all. The, you get all the credit for it. All right. It's time to play herd trivia, and you can win a coffee or beer one a week for a month from Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House, eleven forty four North Twelfth Street in Glenwood, across from Colorado Mesa. Perfect place if you want to go over and do some studying, meet friends before, or after the Mavericks play, or just. Want to hang out on the weekend, and you can bring your own food in as well. And don't forget, there are trivia nights every Friday night at 630. And once again, all their their coffee and their beer come from Colorado. So stop by and see James and Amanda today at uh, Cotterboro Craft Coffee and Beer House. Once again, 1144 North 12th Street and Glenwood across from CMU. So our question today is this. It's a women's basketball question. And all the questions, since it's herd trivia, it's always maverick trivia. Who is Colorado Mesa's women's all-time leading scorer in basketball? I'm going to give multiple choice. Oh, okay. We always do multiple choice. Is it Jalen Duran? Kelsey Siegel? Or Sherea Seltzer? First correct answer wins today. Once again, if you've won the last two weeks, don't play the game. Uh, there's should not be an age restriction on this because it's coffee too. So they'll they'll card you. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you go in there and try to get a beer and if you're not of age. But hey,
1: first graders, you want some coffee? Nine seven zero two four two
0: three. There you go. Use your well, they have tea though. They have tea. tea. They have other. That's true. They have uh, Colorado craft sodas as well. A
1: good black tea. Never so they, anybody.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they have a lot of other things as well. Spent so,
1: five dollars on iced tea at a Starbucks at our resort in Arizona. And I only did that because of the nightmare I'm going to tell you tomorrow. They gave us fifty dollars resort credit. Oh,
0: okay. Well, see, so you can go to Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer and get get a great cup of Colorado coffee far cheaper than that.
1: Yeah. All right. So, if you win the contest, you get free right so for for a month. There you go.
0: One a week, craft either coffee or beer at Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer. All right. So once again, heard trivia the all-time leading score in Mesa women's basketball history. Kelsey Siegel, Jalen Duran, Sherea Seltzer. Giving you multiple choice, first correct answer wins today on the team line, 970-242-1340. Coming up next on Mav Day, we'll talk with women's wrestling coach Travis Mercado. That's next on the Team Sports Network.
1: Stay by the radio. You are listening to The Jim Davis Show on the team, 101FM, 1340AM,
0: Grand Junction. Talking Colorado Mesa sports on Mav Day on the Jim Davis Show. All right, and with us right now, he's the head coach of the Maverick Women's Wrestling Team, Travis Mercado. Travis, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on for a few minutes this morning.
3: Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me on.
0: Congratulations to your fifth-ranked Maverick women. Uh, you had Adams State this past weekend over at Brownson Arena, and, uh, well, <laughs> It was a, a classic woodshedding by your Maverick wrestlers, 44-4, to four, the win over Adams State. Uh, you did have some forfeits in there, but uh, the wrestlers that, that were on the mats that competed uh, certainly made quick work of the Grizzlies, but uh, a really great effort by your wrestlers in that win against Adams State.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was senior night, so you know the older girls on the team, Holly Bodwin, Kaylee Collins, Dahlia Garibay, Um, who competed that night, really wanted to leave their their last match in Bronson Arena with an exclamation mark, and I think we did so. um, You know, Adam State first-year program, so we've been there. We were there six years ago where we had a, you know, depleted lineup, and so really thankful that they came out to compete. It was a great opportunity for us to showcase our team, um, sport some new singlets that we got, really excited about that, and, you know, kind of just prep for the postseason as we're getting ready here.
0: And then uh, you had uh, you know, four four pins and uh, Hanaya Halverson at 123. She was the one that kind of got that going, uh, quickly took care of Riley McCabe in and, and her match uh, this past weekend.
3: Yeah, Hanaya, a sophomore um, for us here, she really kind of got us started in the sense that, you know, I told the girls before the match, like, let's go out and score a lot of points tonight. Um Hanaya took that literally in the sense of team points and she got the takedown and went right to a pinning combination. And, um, you know, that's what she does. She, she wants to go out and wrestle and score as many points as she can, not just on, in, for herself in the individual match, but for her team. And um, to kind of start us off with her getting that pin there. Um, kind of just rallied a handful more pins from, you know, Cadence Boyd right after her, and then a forfeit at 36, and then Holly Bodwin, and then Dahlia Garibay uh, closing it out with pins as well.
0: Travis Mercado, coach of the Maverick women's wrestling team with us on the Team Sports Network. So, you have the Armac Championship Tournament, first ever for women's wrestling over at Regis uh, coming up on Saturday. I know this is something you've been looking forward to, Travis, for a very long time uh, for the, the conference. Number one, have a conference but also to have a conference tournament as well
3: yeah absolutely it's really exciting um that we're it's finally here right i feel like we've been talking about it for a while and you know trying to make it an exciting event for us on the team and you know we're really excited about the opportunity to go and compete in the inaugural RMAC championship and um, look to get some of those matches back that Simon Frazier kind of stole away from us uh, in Vegas um, in December at the desert duel so looking forward to those potential matchups getting to see shadron Texas women's again and then obviously get to see Adam State one more time and then really for us it's a, an opportunity for to compete prep for the regional championships in the, kind of the latter half of February. So really excited about that and thankful for that the RMAC has decided to sponsor women's wrestling and really kind of do this right and have a, a conference tournament at the end of the year for us.
0: So uh, Simon Frazier may be the, the biggest rival for you in Chadron State as well in this tournament, or who are the, the top team contenders for you?
3: Oh, Simon Frazier's the one, right? I think they're the one that kind of has the uh, bullseye on their back for at least for us in the sense of top rivals, I, tell, I say this every year, um, Simon Fraser's a team that no, everybody kind of puts off to the side, and they're like, oh, they're up in Vancouver, Burnaby, uh, British Columbia, they don't really compete against a bunch of people, but Coach Abdu has done an amazing job with that program, um, last year was the first year that they didn't place in the top four at the national tournament, ever, and they've had a team since the early 2010s, maybe before that. Um, so for us to kind of beat them in a duel last year and place ahead of them, um, I mean, it really meant a lot for our program. So to have them be a very strong competitor for us in our region, within our conference, I think it only strengthens our team and their team and both gets us ready to compete at the national level.
0: And then finally, we want to acknowledge, of course, that's a Saturday over at uh, Regis, the, uh, the first ever RMAC women's wrestling uh, tournament. Uh, that Marissa Gallegos, uh, who's one of your assistant coaches, the first ever uh, champion for the CMU women's wrestling team, uh, will be going into the Contro Sports Women Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Marissa Gallegos.
3: Yeah, definitely right. It's so fantastic for her to just kind of keep earning awards, and she's been such a great role model, um, not only just for the members here on our team as a teammate and now as an assistant coach in that role, but for young ladies across the state that are pursuing the sport of wrestling, everything that you look for in a role model, she embodies, right? Perseverance, hard work, talent, Um, you know, having to kind of deal with adversity and she does it all with a smile on her face. She loves the sport of wrestling. She loves giving back. Um, And to be able to have the opportunity to coach Marissa, in a in an athlete role but now also to work alongside her as an assistant coach and as a peer i'm very thankful for that i'm very thankful that marissa chose to be here and be a maverick and um win a national championship for us and also pay it forward to the future teams that we're going to have here
0: hey travis best of luck to you to you the maverick wrestlers on saturday over at the armac tournament appreciate the time as always
3: i appreciate it, jim thank you guys go Mavs. all right
0: travis mercado coach of the maverick women's wrestling team uh with us on the program this morning. All right. Do we have a winner for uh, Herd trivia, by the way?
1: We have a winner, but no name yet.
0: Okay. So we'll wait on that until we get yep. a name. As far as the CMU women's all time leading scorer in basketball, we gave mm-hmm. this, this, we'll always do multiple choice for you Shreya Seltzer, Kelsey Siegel, or Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran was in town not too long ago, assistant coach at uh, CSU Pueblo these days. I so had she was no idea. She was in town. Uh, same weekend, Mike Dominguez, the Highlands coach. Men's basketball coach was in town as well. Former math. Nice. So they were here uh recently uh on campus. I, All
1: right. Uh, so before we move on from the women's wrestling, there whoever does their uh, socials, their Instagram, CMU <laughs> women's wrestling, they did a nice thing. They had like a senior spotlight. All their seniors the last 2 or 3 weeks. Light. A lot of nice background information. Very cool. Really cool.
0: Very well done.
4: Just figured I figured I'd give them a
1: shout out. The CMU, whoever does all their social media stuff, they're a lot of fun. Like, I know the women's volleyball team, every once in a while, they'll do a, oh, I'm at home on break, and you're going to hang out with me for the day. It's a lot of fun.
0: That's cool. That's a cool little feature that they have. Hey, uh, don't forget today, it's Mav Day. It's brought to you by Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer House. And uh, proud sponsors of Colorado Mesa <clears throat> Mesa Athletics are at 1144 North 12th Street in Glenwood, featuring only Colorado's best coffee and beer. 16-ounce coffee, 16-ounce beers, no charge for coffee add-ons, by the way. How many times you go to a place and they ding you for that? That's everywhere. They they, they don't do that at Cotterburner Craft Coffee and Beer House. They have beer flights, ATAPs with new on-taps weekly, and don't forget their Friday night trivia nights at 630. And if you want to grab some food or have DoorDash deliver it there, you can bring in your own food. At Cotterburner Craft Coffee and Beer House, stop by and see James and Amanda today. They're at 1144 North 12th Street and Glenwood. Perfect place to go before or after the game I'm or just during the week.
1: Su- I'm honestly surprised some people don't charge you extra for your ice in your iced coffee. It's shocking. Yeah. Like, you know, tickle and dime people.
0: You know, CMU uh, women's coach Taylor Wagner coming up, by the way. And uh, we do plan, I'm, I'm thinking of this next month, we'll have one day where um, – on Tuesday, we'll do Map Day over at Cutler Craft Coffee and Beer House. We still yeah. have to get the logistics of that put together, but we are planning to do that at least once yes. a month.
1: 9 a.m. beers, you and me. Eh, Let's do it. Don't know about that yeah.
0: necessarily.
1: Come on, <laughs> it's not a party. We'll, we'll uh, see.
0: We'll just dis- we'll discuss that when we
1: with James. Speaking of beers, we got a we got a name for our winner.
0: Okay, so here's our winner for herd trivia today. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports
1: Network. Matt correctly identifying who he identified. That would be uh, Shreya Seltzer. Shariah Seltzer, yeah. Shariah, sorry. That's okay. okay. That's all right. Uh it's d- close.
0: 750 points, played in 32 games. Kelsey Siegel, who is on that list. Mm-hmm. she second all-time leading scorer. Jalen Duran's fourth by the way tanya stites is third and then um of course a teammate of jalen duran danny turner fifth tanya stites uh in 28 games this is the number of games that they did it in and then um mariah martin uh, martin excuse me the played here for Mesa, the westminster transfer christy quarter who uh, played at central high school and um debbie green is 10th on that list by the way so uh, some incredible players on that list of uh, all-time leading scores. But Sherea Seltzer, uh, your uh, all-time leading score in Maverick history. All right, it's 931, and uh, it's time to get into four-down territory.
1: We're into four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. <laughs> All
0: right, start things out with first down. Remember John Rondo, NBA guard? Oh, yeah, vaguely. Well, he's not playing golf or sitting by the pool in retirement anything like that. Oh, no. His uh, temporary retirement community is a jail cell in Indiana because he was arrested Sunday for unlawful possession of a firearm, marijuana, and drug paraphernalia. (laughs) He was seen committing a traffic violation, and then when the officer ended up searching his car... Oh,
1: you can't do that to me. That was funny.
0: He caught a whiff of marijuana within the vehicle, and that's when he searched the car. And uh, the arresting officer found a gun, a personal use amount of marijuana, and drug paraphernalia in
1: his car. What's the personal use amount? Isn't that variable? Is that a bigger yeah. amount for, like, Willie and Snoop than it is for... Pro- probably else? so. But oh, he's, not, but do he's, that not, he's not allowed to carry retirement.
0: a firearm because of a no-contact order against him that's still in effect. So that's why...
1: Oh, that's why the, the, he's the, in the Who
0: That's why the, the gun's the problem. called it a
1: temporary retirement community.
0: <laughs> well,
1: you like the. the yeah, ju- that was funny. I okay. caught me so off guard. Okay, I'm glad, I'm
0: glad you like that. A court mandate uh, that, that stemmed to the, the, the gun ban from a 2022 incident where he allegedly pulled a gun on the mother of his two kids. Last played in the NBA, 2021, 2022, and averaged just under five points per game with the Lakers and your Cavs. Yeah.
1: Hey, he, if that's not co parenting, I don't know what it is.
0: He did win. He did win two titles, the Celtics and the Lakers. All right. And now maybe you will have a chance to win one with the The, the prison Penal bas- League or the <laughs> Indiana Penal League. The Indiana Penal League yeah. basketball league. He might be able to do that. All right. Uh, Tom Brady trying to get himself ready for his next gig. Oh, yeah. Working on Fox. Made an appearance on the Let's Go podcast. His podcast. So he'll always make an appearance on that. Brady disagreed with a couple of the calls that Dan Campbell made during the NFC Championship game. The Lions meant for it on fourth and short twice in the second half when they were in field goal range, failed to convert both times. Uh, Detroit might also managed to blow a 24-7 halftime lead and ended up losing 34-31. Brady says they've been aggressive all year. You know, obviously when you're aggressive and it doesn't work, it comes back to bite you. It came back to bite them yesterday. Again, I would have taken the points. I've been in those situations I look, at, I look at them and say, okay, this is the opportunity to continue to keep the pressure on the 49ers to make great plays, and you're in a great position. Seemed like a a fair response, I guess, in that whole thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair response, and it's fair from Tom Brady, right? I totally I get where he's coming from. And on the second one, I think we all agree, you do have to take the points there. You know, the first one, I'm not so certain about that. You can go for it, cause you're up at that point. But the second one, second one, you got to tie the game exactly. You, know, you got to tie the game at that point. So came back to hurt him. Yeah, I know my uh, next documentary I'm watching. It's gonna be about the purple people eaters of the Minnesota Vikings. Per Deadline, production is wrapped. It's Winter State Entertainment. I don't know who that is, um, but uh, it's Nick Hagen who directed the feature Kitty to Cooperstown about Jim Cott. The four primary members of the Purple People Eaters, Carl Eller, Gary Larson, Jim Marshall, Alan Page, all participated, as did Viking legends Jared Allen and Ahmad Rashad.
0: Oh, very good.
1: I'm all on board with that. Absolutely love that team. Four Super Bowl appearances ish for the Vikings around Mm -hmm. that era. Never really got credit for just how good they were because they lost right it's like we talked about with the bills and the broncos in three and four years it's hard to get there it is really you hard should to not get not get the shame of losing you know a lot of teams lose in december and don't get to play in super bowls like the cleveland brown so anyway looking forward to that fourth down there is uh data is beautiful reddit page so a subreddit as the kids call it it went through and looked at the amount of time the broadcast for the AFC championship game uh, took, like how long the broadcast was, and it uh, showed that the broadcast was a little over three hours and 45 minutes. And Taylor Swift was on our TV a lot, a lot of that time, right? You, the time. text line x probably three hours of that 44 (laughs) seconds yeah stop it people 0.39 (laughs) percent you know you know what was longer on our television screen than taylor swift cut away Uh,
0: i think i read this article i read this article combined
1: b-roll of crab cakes cakes. (laughs) and the local aquarium which also feature maybe a delicious treat like a crab cake. Just don't know because they won't let you eat stuff. At so the crab cakes and aquatic animals yeah.
0: trumped the amount of time that Taylor Swift was on on yes. the tube Sunday.
1: You know who was on the television a lot? Patrick Mahomes. He's winning that game.
0: So and understandably so. Yeah,
1: I did see you mentioned Tom Brady. There's an article talking about why people hate the Chiefs, and it's like it's just the same thing with the Patriots all over again, except. Tom Brady on television feels like he's the high school bully trying not to bully people. And Patrick Mahomes on television feels not quite comfortable in his own skin. And I really thought about that. Like, yeah, it kind of feels like Tom Brady feels like he is one nerd away from bullying somebody on TV just because he's the jock. Of giving somebody an atomic wedgie. Patrick Mahomes just feels like he's... Kind of a kind of a, a nerd. Kind himself. of a nerd
0: in his, own, his voice. Yeah, his Kermit the Frog ish voice. I mean, just kind of a. He's like puts ketchup on his steak. He's just kind of a nerdy guy in his he's own way. He's a nerdy,
1: goofy dude.
0: Who's right
1: now, yeah. the best quarterback in the league. The thing about it is, like, people hate Travis's girlfriend, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick's wife before they even start hating Patrick Mahomes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, his wife's annoying. I hate his brother's an
1: idiot. Yeah, that too. Haven't heard a lot from his brother since he... Yeah, his little uh, altercation yeah. with the law.
0: But uh, Mahomes himself seems like a pretty good
1: guy. Yeah. Dad seems pretty solid. Yeah. Hey, Mom's yeah. a little salty at times, but who doesn't like a salty mom? You know, getting into a little bit of a scrap every now and then. Yeah, on occasion. Yeah.
0: All right. So coming up, Taylor Wagner on Mav Day. It's time for this day in sports history. <laughs> That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history. It's
1: time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All
0: right, 1926, the Major League Rules Committee mandates pitchers must have access to a rosin bag. 1971, UCLA starts its 88-game winning streak with a 74-61 win over UC Santa Barbara. In 83, John Reagan's rushes for a Super Bowl record 166 yards on 38 carries. To lead Washington to a come-from-behind 27 17 win over Miami, for Riggins, the game's MVP. It's his fourth consecutive 100 yard rushing game during the playoffs, also a record. On this day, 1994, Cowboys find MVP Emmitt Smith and safety James Washington beat Buffalo 30 to 13 for their second straight NFL title, while giving the Bills four straight Super Bowl losses. And
1: 96- held on closer in a game the year before, though. Yes,
0: it was. Yes, it was. 1996, Magic Johnson finishes. With 19 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds, and the Lakers 128 to 118 win over Golden State, it's Johnson's first regular season game back after the four and a half season retirement because of the AIDS diagnosis. What was the
1: line? Did he have a triple double?
0: Is that what I heard? Almost double double. Dang, two uh, boards away from a triple double.
1: You imagine though? I'm going to take four and a half years off and come back and get a triple double.
0: Yeah, just just like you know, easiest you know, Mm -hmm. rolling out of bed in the morning. 2000, Rams hold on to beat Tennessee 23-16 in the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner's 73-yard touchdown pass to Isaac Bruce with a minute, 54 left, give the Rams the lead. On the game's final play of six seconds left, Steve McNair's pass is caught by Kevin Dyson at the Rams 5. Scrambles for the end zone, only to be stopped a yard short by Mike Jones as Dyson's outstretched arm holds the ball near the goal line. Oh, agonizingly close close for Kevin Dyson.
1: And there's a player, I don't remember his name right off the top of my head. There's a player for the Titans that day who's now an official for the Super Bowl coming up this week or next week. First ever player to officiate a Super Bowl. Very cool. Yeah, I'll remember his name, so I can't shout him out or anything. All right, so 940, Mav Day continues. And up next, we'll
0: talk with Taylor Wagner, coach of the Maverick women. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports
1: Network.
3: First of all, it's hilarious. Warp twisted individuals. Yes! Yeah!
1: The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Colorado Mesa women's hoops with Mavs coach Taylor Wagner on the team.
0: And with us right now on the team line, he's the coach of the Maverick women, Taylor Wagner. Good morning, Taylor. How are you?
4: Good. How you doing?
0: Doing fine. What an incredible environment to play in front of last Friday. The, the Blizzard and Brownson, uh, your basketball team. Uh, played great defense in the second half. You came out uh, with an 11-0 run to start uh, to start out the second half as well. So solid defense, a great little run uh, in the second half that helped to lead you to an 87-61 win over Fort Lewis. Got to be really pleased with what you saw from your team last Friday.
4: Yeah, I'm, it was great atmosphere. Uh, you know, our fans are awesome. I, I thought it definitely helped, especially you know in the second half. Um, you know, we're going into that lock. From we wanted to play a little bit better defense, and we just we allowed them to kind of go off. And, you know, the Billy girl had 30, twenty points, and I think Kylie held her to one in the second half. And I thought that was the difference in the game, just making it a little bit tougher on Port Lewis. But man, it was it was sure a fun game and great environment to be in.
0: Mason Rowland had nineteen points for you, your incredible freshman from Durango High School, and I imagine a little a little extra juice for mason taking on her uh, hometown college team
4: yeah you know i mean you know that's where she's from and i'm sure it was a big game for her and and she performed and she came out and did a great job for us and on both sides of the ball she's a great defender um she was scoring uh, on friday and one of the things i'm like she's getting better with the basketball and and uh you know, we they were getting up and kind of pressing just a little bit there towards the end, and you know she just has a calming presence on the floor for us.
0: Well, certainly for the for your women's team, uh, they Fort Lewis did everything that they could to take Olivia Reed out of the equation, but that uh, really opened up some things on the perimeter where uh, you were able to uh, hit those 15 threes. Laura Gutierrez had a good game from the perimeter, Josie Stebbins as well, and. I said what they what Fort Lewis did to to Olivia allowed those other players to to step up and have their moment from three point range.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm that was one thing we kind of talked about all week is uh, we were going to have to hit shots from the perimeter. We knew they were going to zone and and we needed to move the ball really well. And then they just needed to be confident too. I mean, we could have still run the same stuff and miss. So, um, you know, they were able to step up and hit those three point shot. And I just really felt like, you know. Once one or two went in, then everybody kind of felt really comfortable. And, uh, you know, we had five or six girls that were able to hit three-pointers. And, you know, to make 15 in that game was uh, definitely the difference because, you know, we, we lost the we, – we put them at the free-throw line quite a bit. We had a, a few more turnovers than them. And, and so I'm glad that we were able to step up and, and knock those shots in.
0: Maverick women's basketball coach Taylor Wagner joining us today. On the Team Sports Network. So uh, now you have the the, the Tuesday Thursday games. Of course, tonight you go to Gunnison to take on Western. Uh, Western they're coming off a road win at Metro State. Uh, four and thirteen overall, two and ten in conference play. But that's that's a big win for to go to uh, you know to, to go to Metro State, Taylor, and and get a victory. So you have to face a team tonight that's that's got a little momentum, a little mojo in their favor right now.
4: Yeah, and, you know, they're better than their record. They're in, they've been in every ball game, even even with all the teams that are in the top part of the Armac. Uh, the they've been in every ball game, and it's just been a couple possessions here or there, and we know it's going to be difficult down there. They've got a good team. They've got solid pieces, and, uh, you know, they play extremely hard. And, you know, going down there, it's always kind of a big game and uh, an environment kind of like what we had on Friday. It'll probably be the same for them tonight and we've got to be really focused and, and can't get rattled when we go down there
0: and they have a really good post thre- threat in, in Rachel Cockman she's 6-2 uh, she leads the Mountaineers in scoring and rebounding and she had 21 points that one against uh, Metro State but uh, like some averaging almost 18 points per game just a little over eight rebounds per contest uh, really really good inside uh, from a, as a scoring standpoint but also she's blocked 16 shots this season so she's a factor at the other end as well
4: She does, yeah, and she does it all. I mean, she can shoot three-point shots. um, She can take you off the dribble, and then she can score with her back to the basket, and then she gets to the free-throw line a lot. So she kind of does it everywhere on the floor, and and then, like you said, on the defensive side, um, you know, she affects it as well. So we're really aware of her and and what she can do, and then they've got some guards around her that do some uh, damage, you know, from the three-point line or that are really good getting to the – to the basket, so I just feel like this is a team that's you know they're they're getting better every every game, and you know you mentioned them beating Metro on the road. And like I said, they're they're going to be ready for us tonight.
0: Covering Mesa Women's Basketball Coach Taylor Wagner with us, and then Thursday back home to take on Westminster. And and in, in the past, you've had great rivalry games with Westminster. Uh, they've been in the past one of the top teams in the conference, an upper tier program, but that's. Not the case this year. They have definitely struggled. They're three and sixteen overall. They're one and twelve in conference play. They had that really funky schedule to open up things, where they went uh, with back to back games against the same opponent the first two weekends. Uh, played Arkansas, Fort Smith, and then uh, Alaska Fairbanks, and they played uh, both those schools in Salt Lake City. So it's a, it's certainly not a, a Griffins team that we've seen in the, in the last uh, several years uh, when it comes to being a, a threat in the Armac.
4: Yeah, they're a little different. You know, they had a, a coaching change and it was kind of later um, in the year and maybe they didn't get the kids that they wanted to get in, but you know how it is. It's it's a game that uh, I feel like we're everybody's Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, everyone gets up to play us and they'll be ready to play us and, and you know, they're, they're still fighting and want to get better and the coach wants to coach them up and, and so you can't overlook any opponent. We've just got to continue to get better each and every game and You know, as we're coming down to the last few weekends in conference play, we really, our focus kind of is on us too. And, you know, how are we going to perform and how do we approach practices and how does that carry over to the games? That's kind of been our focus where, you know, we can kind of control what we're doing. And and that's what I'd like to see from this team, especially the next two games.
0: And for Westminster, uh, Tawala nawahein has been their top scorer, about 13 points per game, just under five rebounds per contest. Uh, Elizabeth Means has been averaging uh, just uh, over ten and a half points per game, under five rebounds. Means uh, also good on the defensive end as well, 21 blocked shots. So uh, those are the, the, the top two players when you face the Griffins on Thursday.
4: Yeah, you know, they've got a couple good players, and some those girls were there last year. Uh, you know, I think they're still trying to find themselves a little bit. But, you know, the coaching change and the new system and, and everything they're running Everything completely different from what they've had in the past and so they're 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 trying to find themselves and but like I said before, I, I know it doesn't matter when we play them, you throw the records out and um, they're gonna give their best shot for sure.
0: All right. We'll have coverage of um, the Maverick men and women tonight at Western pregame at four forty five, the women tip it at five, the men to follow tonight, and then back at Brownson on Thursday, normal pregame time at five fifteen, women tip it at five thirty minutes, seven thirty and uh, Maverick basketball brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm. Taylor, safe trip up to Gunnison. Appreciate the time, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you on Thursday. All right, thanks. All right, Taylor Reitner, coach of the Maverick women's basketball team. All right, 9.52, and uh, Jim along with uh, the Buckeye boy today on tomorrow's program. We'll talk with CSU voice Brian Roth, also getting some high school basketball as well with of uh, Monument Central squaring off, of course, coming up on Friday. But uh, plenty of basketball action tonight with uh, Fruitland Monument at Grand Junction. Both central teams at Montrose tonight. Both Palisade teams at Eagle Valley. Delta there at home tonight, uh, taking on Rifles. So uh, we'll dive into all that action coming up tomorrow on the program. But uh, busy Wednesday coming up. I I've, I've not reached out yet to Connor because this is All Star break, and I'm not sure if Connor's got some downtime things planned.
1: But he might, uh, we may might have or may to n- wash the con truck.
0: We may or may not have Connor McGahee tomorrow. Yeah. Clean I'll, out the
1: con cave.
0: Yeah, so I have to reach. I get caught. You know some things he needs to get caught up on. Mm-hmm. So perhaps con dog yeah. for a walk. <laughs> so perhaps we might have him tomorrow. We also might not. But uh, we'll be here seven to ten tomorrow with a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. All right. So uh, that wraps up Mav Day today. So you got one from James. Um. Oh, James offering up He's the beers. In. He's in.
1: Breakfast beers.
0: Yeah. Breakfast beers. Well, we, we will be doing it next month. We will. Trust me.
3: I'm going to drink a
1: lot of beer and stay out all night.
0: Let's see. Rio, come on. You need to have the coach of the team up north to get the Chargers to the top five next year.
1: I, I'm...
0: I, as a Broncos fan, hopes he ruins the team.
1: There you hey, go, Rob. I don't know what he's really I didn't I don't know if I mentioned the Chargers in my top five. I didn't. You didn't. Okay. You did not. I'm looking no. at the list right now and they're not in there. So I'm I'm lost, but it's all right.
0: It's okay. You're fighting a cold. You're fighting all that. You need to get healthy here, man. Yep. Gotta get gotta get you back in the groove here. Yep.
1: Try it. You That's gotta, right. I tried to miss our meeting that's coming up at 10 by getting a doctor's appointment, but they can't give me until like 1130.
0: Okay. Well, unless, unless you're, having, the bad unless you're having like a cardiac arrest, you kind of need to be at this meeting. I have to be at this meeting. Yeah. This is not a meeting
1: I called. It's, it's usually not a good thing to have me in these meetings, as you're well aware. But yeah, apparently people still want me there. So why do all the bad things happen to me?
0: Well, this is not wine about a Wednesday yet.
1: <laughs> well, why don't you cry about it it's tomorrow? Oh, I got plenty. I got enough for that.
0: Too. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious if I can if I can repeat the comment you made the other day about the the guy that predicted.
1: Yeah, if I did not buy the product he was selling me, we were more likely to get divorced. Me and my wife.
0: Nothing makes me want hearing somebody talk yeah. that kind of smack. Make that kind of threat. Yep. Whether it's joking or not. Yeah, then there's no, no way I'm This guy was buy- not joking. There's why there's no way I'm gonna buy what you're trying to sell, dude.
1: It was challenge accepted. You're a bleep. We're out of here. We are gone. Looking forward to hearing
0: more about it tomorrow. Hopefully you'll be with us on the program tomorrow.